Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the June issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Tips for Managing Free Choice Mineral Intake. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Mary Janowski, who's a Nebraska Extension Beef Systems Specialist. Thanks for joining me today, Mary. Aaron, I'm glad to be here to talk about uh, helping producers manage their costs when it comes to mineral. Well, Dr. Janowski, this is a time of year when we see a lot of cattle out on pasture. And so part of that often is also that those cattle are on a free choice mineral. In this article, you highlight the importance of managing free choice mineral intake, monitoring what's occurring with that. And then you also provide producers with some ideas and tools to help them get to that target intake they're really wanting to see. Share with us more about some of the content you shared in the article and some practical things that you think would be helpful to producers as they think about managing mineral intake. Well, you know, Aaron, over the years, as I've talked to producers about um, mineral, one of the common comments that I get back is that they'll talk about, well, you know, my cattle, they just really went through uh, the mineral and, and a lot of times they'll, they'll make a comment that makes me think that they believe that that meant that they had a, a greater need uh, for mineral at that period of time. And, and I want to be clear that that's not the case. That in general, free choice minerals are designed such that salt is the big driver of intake. Um, the cattle have a preference for salt and it is the thing that causes them to want to eat the mineral and then they also because of that you can increase the amount of salt to help them reduce uh, the amount of mineral that they'll eat so we can use salt as as a major weapon in controlling intake and thus ensure that we're getting the cattle to eat the amount of mineral that they need to meet their needs without overfeeding and spending a lot of extra money because nobody wants to be spending more money than they need to. Dr. Janowski, talk a little bit about thinking about intake and some practical things that you see that producers can utilize to either increase intake if they're not getting what they want or decrease intake. Okay, well, let's start with decreasing intake because um, that's the one of the most common challenges in my mind. And so decreasing intake, as I said, I think salt is a good way to be able to manage intake. So you're going to buy a mineral and it's typically going to have a certain amount of salt in it. Usually for a four ounce a day mineral, um, if it's a pre-packaged mineral, it'll have about 20% salt. If it's a two ounce, it may have more, it may be 30% salt. However, in certain times of the year, cattle may have a, a bigger um, desire for salt and so even with that 20% salt in that four ounce mineral they may be eating more than four ounces so if you add more salt you can decrease mineral intake and get it to, to your target here's the key thing though we need to make sure that we're trying to hit that four ounce target and that four ounces is of the mix it doesn't include the added salt so I like to tell people to track how much mineral mix you're putting out and how much salt you're adding. That way you're tracking and you can divide basically how much uh, mineral mix is being consumed by those cows to see if you're hitting that four ounces. 
you don't really account for the extra salt added, but you're tracking how much salt, so you know based off of that intake, oh, I need to add more because they're eating a little bit too much still, or I need to back off because, uh, you know, they're not eating as much as I need. So basically, if I track those two things, I can do a pretty good job of managing intake. In the summer, it seems like um, they'll start increasing intake as it gets later into the season, and so you'll often uh, need to add some more salt. In the early spring, a lot of times we'll see that they won't be eating nearly as much. So your second question, Erin, was about what do I do if they're not eating enough? The first thing that I would suggest producers to do, whether they're eating too much or not enough, is also think about moving where the minerals feeders are. Because a lot of times, if you put them close to water, close to loafing areas, they're going to eat more because they just don't have to work as hard for it. So if they're eating too much, you can also uh, move them where you have those mineral feeders, maybe to a corner um, of your pasture that say they don't go to as much and you'll see a reduction in intake. So that's an easy way to kind of change what intake is happening. And that works really well for larger uh, pastures, um, for rangeland, those types of things. Um, sometimes, depending on, you know, if your rotational grazing and your paddock size is fairly small, uh, that might not do much for you. And then you've got to think about, okay, either I got to add salt if I want to reduce my intake, or maybe I got to put something in there that's more palatable to increase my intake. In that case, you know, a lot of times we'll see uh, people put in distillers or even just some ground corn um, just to bring up the intake. Uh, if that's a constant problem, then I would look at uh, changing the mineral formula. If you're buying pre-mixed mineral um, from a co-op, then start looking at the ingredients. Uh, you know, look for something that maybe has some molasses added. Sometimes it will tell you it's got some molasses. Uh, maybe it's got more byproduct added into it. Um, or sometimes they'll even say flavoring agents. All of those things will increase mineral intake in general. So if your cows just don't have a huge drive for salt, um, then having some of those agents in there will help them increase intake. One of the things you mentioned in the article is if you see cows just blowing through mineral, maybe pause for a moment and provide just loose salt for them to access to try to meet that salt craving they have. Share a little more about your perspective with that and why you think that might be a useful tool. Well, I think it's, sometimes it's really hard to get a gauge on, on what their intake is because they have this desire for salt and you're just, you've never caught up to them, you never met it. Um, so what happens is they ate a bunch of mineral and you go out there the next day and you're like, well, I don't want to put any more out. Um, they just ate a whole week's worth at once. So maybe you delay a few days and you don't put out mineral and then you put it out again and again they do the same thing. And the problem is that they, they just didn't meet their desire for the salt. So you're, you're actually constantly playing catch up and they will gorge anytime you put it out. So instead of feeding this really expensive thing to try to meet their need for salt and their craving for salt, just put out salt. Let them go ahead, meet that craving. So put out a whole bunch of salt, um, let them fill up for a day and then put the mix back out because that way um, you're, you've got them satiated. So now it's really more about their daily desire uh, for that salt rather than um, kind of what happened when they felt like they've been depraved for a long period of time. 
and then it's easier to, to kind of figure out where you need to be. Anytime they empty the mineral feeder and it's been empty for a day or two, that's probably a good idea to go ahead and just give them a day worth where they just have access to salt um, so that you really aren't having them gorge on your mineral mix. Now, with that being said, I do not suggest you providing a free choice mineral mix and salt separate regularly. And the reason I think that's a bad idea is because as, as I just said, salt usually is the major driver of intake of that free choice mineral. So what happens is that you really don't have any control over your mineral intake. And yes, they may reduce how much they're eating of that mineral mix, but you may have some cows who don't eat the mineral mix at all and other cows who are overeating the mineral mix. And you can't, you don't really know who's eating what because some may preferentially just choose the salt alone. Some may choose the mineral mix. Um, so it's easier to allow yourself to have that control by uh, putting them together and managing that way rather than providing them separate and really having no control. One of the other things you mentioned in the article is to make sure you have adequate mineral feeders for the number of cattle you have. Tell us a little more about your perspective with that and why you think that's important to pay attention to. Yeah, so one of the challenges is when you think about providing a free choice mineral, in general, you'll see a lot of variation among cows and how much mineral they consume. So there's been actually some really interesting studies where they looked at mineral intake among individuals in a herd. And what happens is the more uh, you force the animals to compete, the more variability you're going to have in mineral intake among the individuals. You're going to have those predominant, you know, boss cows, and they're going to get more than their fair share. And you're going to have those timid cows who don't get what they need. So even if you have the right amount disappearing for the number of cows in the group, you're going to have more variability in the subsequent status of the herd. Um, so providing enough feeding locations so that all the cows can get access um, within a reasonable amount of time, if that makes sense. Because the other part of this is that if you have big areas and they all travel as a group, uh, you, you tend to notice, um, you know, in big pastures and rangeland, for instance, cows tend to go as groups back and forth to water. And they also will you'll see that kind of happen with uh, the mineral location as well. So what you don't want to do is have it to where there's only one mineral feeder. And so in that period of time that everybody's there, maybe um, a limited number of cows actually truly get access to it. So we suggest, you know, one feeder per 30 cows, which I realize for big groups of cows, it's a lot of feeders to have to be moving, especially if you're in a uh, situation where you are moving uh, paddocks frequently. Uh, but the more access you can give, the better. The smaller the paddocks, the less uh, that number becomes as important, if that makes sense, uh, because they'll be coming by it more frequently. One other thing I wanted to mention, because I think it is really important, is that um, one approach I've seen producers use and, and I've had questions about in the past is, that, well, what if I just uh, feed the weeks worth at once and when it's gone it's gone and i just won't fill it up again until the next week and while that seems good in theory 
um, again, that causes that same kind of challenge with individual animals not getting uh, their needs because you'll, again, tend to have the dominant cows being the ones who get more than, than the requirements, so to speak, um, because as soon as you fill that feeder, they're going to come and gorge. And the girls who just are a little bit more timid, they're likely not to uh, be able to get access to it or not to get enough access to meet the requirements. And so it'll, again, cause more variation that way. Uh, you know, from a cost-effective standpoint, it looks good, but the unintended consequence is that you may not be achieving your goal. Uh, so I, I really think it's probably a lot easier in the long run uh, in terms of meeting your goal to really pay attention to how much uh, salt you need to be adding and just monitoring intake and adjusting accordingly. So that means you do need to be tracking intake and making sure that, that those feeders are full um, at basically at all times because they are supposed to be free choice minerals after all. Anything else on this, Dr. Junowski, that you'd like to highlight as we wrap this up? Well, I think the one last thing that I would say is that if you're thinking about your, your free choice mineral um, program, I, I want to be clear that cost uh, does not e always equate to effectiveness. And so I really think producers should be evaluating uh, what's in their mineral and, and making sure that it's going to meet their needs uh, without, of course, um, over supplementation. And I think that's probably a topic we, we could have a long discussion on in terms of what, what does that look like. Uh, but I, I will tell you that as you think through your mineral program, just make sure um, that you are actually looking at what am I trying to achieve? So uh, what do I think I am short on and is this mineral actually going to uh, going to meet that need. So zinc and copper tend to be the most commonly uh, efficient minerals in forage-based systems. And so those are really extremely important. Um, in general, in Nebraska, we have, have uh, some pockets where we have really high selenium, and then there's some where we have low selenium. Um, so we've got to kind of play that one by ear a little bit, depending on where you're at and the selenium content you need to be adding to the mineral. I will tell you the other important point in my mind is that I do not see the cost of a mineral program always uh, correlate to the amount of, say, minerals that are actually in the mineral program. Uh, so I don't think you need to be thinking about what can I get rid of necessarily. You just really need to think about how do I do it in, in a way that I'm actually just achieving my goal. Thanks again for joining me today. Yeah, I appreciate it, Aaron. But for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you can find more information on this topic.